Yes. So a very good evening to everyone. So thanks for making the time for the next one hour to um, discuss on CISA. Um, so this session is predominantly uh, based out of I want to know, see there are a mix of a cloud. Some of them are for my own students. Some of them are not my students. So, so what we feel is that people are good at studying, good at attempting uh, the mock questions, but something, something stops them from picking up the examination, right? So to address that, the Q&A session is that we will discuss on some sample questions as to how you have to read the question, how you have to attempt the question, how you have to look the question. So predominantly more on answering the question. So there are around 14 to 15 sample questions which I have uh, brought in now, so which will occupy around 30 minutes of your next time, next uh, 30 minutes time or more, more, uh, 30 to 40 minutes time. After that, predominantly I want to understand from people who are preparing as to what is a stopper. If you are in the stage, where at what stage you are in, whether you are in the preparation stage or not at started, or you have started preparing but not gaining the confidence right, or something on that sort, so that if possible can be addressed from my end, we will look on that, yeah? Good, yeah. So um, if you already know who am I, I am Ashwini Srinath. I am a chartered accountant with uh, around 11 years of an experience. So after a long time, found in my interest in information security to understand that predominantly on related to security aspects, so which made me to look through CISA and just started uh, in CISA just as a student, uh, just as a beginner. Then I eventually found an interest to it. After clearing, probably found more interest on guiding many CISA aspirants in getting them clear so that is how um, it it had been for the past two years so that is about me uh, about infosec train infosec train is a globally recognized uh, institute for various information security uh, related uh, um, uh, courses related to uh, ISACA, let it be CISSP with um, ISC squares or many other uh, Microsoft and Azure and other related certifications. So predominantly a well-known and well-established organization. So that is on InfoSec train. So let's get started. There is around uh, 19 participants now. So before starting the session, so when you start preparing, so CISA predominantly have five domains with various weightage and it is purely an objective-based examination where uh, uh, you will be given a question or a scenario and you are given four options in it you are supposed to pick up a right answer out of it one the right answer is there there is no multiple answers which is right so after after you select the question you can push to the next question that's how for 150 questions yeah so the minimum score that you have to score is 450 out of the total of 800 so that's on brief of CISA so uh, to get started so you understood the concept and many of the ready um, uh, ISACA materials are available. So ISACA material, you read through the concept, then understood the concept, then you try to attend the mock questions related to that. Yeah. So how you have to read the question and think from an auditor perspective is what we will start it with the first slide. How to approach a question in a CISA examination? Yeah. So as I told, you will be given a scenario. So you are an IS auditor. So considering that you are an auditor, what is the decision that you would take, or what is the best decision that you take for the given scenario? Is what is given in the question. So predominantly, when you read the question, how you have to approach the question is first. So have a plain reading of the question, which is first, because understanding English 
plain english is very important just to understand the brief of it because sitting in the exam hall you cannot you will the temper obviously will be little high the probability of getting uh, uh, the english wrong or the plain reading can go wrong because it has multiple meanings to it so just have a plain reading and understanding based on your knowledge what is the question asked for what is the requirement in the question so have a plain reading of a question so find the domain from which the question is asked which is very important because so in uh, the isaka q and a or mock question or the isaka manual how it is structured is that you will be given domain 1 to 5 so it is chapter 1 to 5 and the manual or the question bank which is have is always also a domain wise or a chapter wise so what you do you read domain 1 attempt questions relating to domain 1 so the mind is tuned okay if i am studying domain 1 and i am attempting domain 1 questions the topics are very uh, limited you will think that questions are from domain 1 and actual questions are also from domain 1 but in the examination it is mix of questions from 1 to 5 right so first find from where the question is from which domain the question is and whether it can be a mix of two domains one plus five all those things just understand as to from which domain that question is actually asked for now read the question again with the options you had a plain reading now you understood which domain now you are able to in a position to judge okay i am restricted to domain 3 now read the question again with the options understand the concept behind each of the question so plain reading of the question is done domain is done now to what extent which concepts they are concept they are trying to um, um i mean trying to um, make you answer so understand the concept behind each option out of four options keep eliminating the wrong options with a proper justification based on your understanding which is a very important step so it is not like you randomly pick up one option what do you think of there is a procedure which you have to follow because as i told there is only one right answer not doesn't mean that others are wrong answers yeah so you are picking up the right answer based on the scenario that is given based on the keyword that is available based on the stage of the question whether you are stating on the first stage or the final decision or during the execution so that should be understood what is the scenario of the question what is the stage of the question from whose point of view the question is asked what is the keyword most important first priority all those things are the keywords which you have to understand then you have to justify yourself with the wrong answers why you are answering d as wrong this is because the concept behind this is this so you have to keep element eliminating the wrong answers then to finalize on the right answer so finalize on two options and choose the best suited answer based on your conceptual understanding of the domain and that is the reason you are given 4 hours for 150 questions it is not just doing a random check on it and answering the question so follow this procedure for each question predominant of the wrong answers you will make it right or you can get it right if your conceptual understanding is right if you follow this following steps yeah so do this step and have patience in attempting all these steps during the examination which will be really helpful you will find time for all these steps for the 150 questions yeah so which of the following types of data validation editing check is used to determine if a field contains data and not zeros or blanks check digit existence check completeness check reasonableness check 
yeah so c is the right answer for this question yeah so what is stopping you because you might get stuck in any of the points you are not clear with the concept i don't know what concept is this first of all then uh, or i know the concept but i don't know how to apply or i am not clear with all the four concepts yeah so that is the reason behind it so to understand um, which is the right answer you have to know what each answer or each option means then only you can pick up the right answer yeah so this question is predominantly from domain 3 yeah on the validation checks that you do yeah under this check digit check digit means that in a specific digit you are attaching one more digit to avoid what transcription error what is transcription anything that is returned what is a prescription prescription is something that is returned right transcription is by way of writing you make some mistakes that is transcription and transposition error so to avoid that a digit at last is added to it which is called as a check digit so predominantly i give an example of a debit card number or a pan number permanent account number that you have right you have how you have a pan in india predominantly people would be aware what is a pan right pan is a permanent account number used by income tax what do you have you have first five alphabets then four digits uh, i mean numeric digits then an alphabet right that last alphabet is called as a check digit which is added to avoid any transcription or transposition error so the first nine digits is actually the, your pan but the 10th digit is a check digit yeah similar like setup in a debit card that is what is called as a check digit which does not apply here existence check whether it is available or not that is what is existence check completeness check reasonableness check what is reasonableness check reasonableness check is that see for in an organization imagine that the reasonable number of employees who log in from 9 to 6 is around 1000 employees yeah that is what is reasonable that 1000 can be 800 or 850 yeah if that goes 500 or 2500 then it is not reasonable enough because what is a reasonableness 1000 is a reasonable extent yeah plus or minus 10% or 20% is agreeable but if it is exceeds um predominantly like instead of 1000 employees logging in in a specific time or a date there is around 3000 employees who have logged in then there is a reasonableness check which you have to do why it is not reasonable yeah that is what is called reasonableness check what is compl completeness check you have to check whether the data has uh, there is a data doesn't contain zero or a blank which is complete meaning having employee data yeah you should mandatorily have a employee number employee number cannot be zero cannot be blank student roll number cannot be zero cannot be blank that is what is called completeness check the data is complete yeah so the answer to this is completeness check so you can now understand as to how we have to attempt the question so all the three concepts you should be clear enough and justify yourself that this is not the right answer yeah so that is how you proceed with it so you have to be clear with the concept even the actual exam question it will not be this much um straightforward it will be a little descriptive given a scenario and trying to and uh, trying you to attempt the answer yeah so c is the right answer which of the following is a primary objective of embedding an audit module while developing an online application system to collect evidence while, while transactions are processed to reduce requirements for periodic internal audit to identify and report fraudulent transaction to increase the efficiency of audit function
see when i say the objective yeah you have to note here what is the keyword here keyword is primary objective primary objective meaning what they are trying to say all our objective but which is the primary or the first objective that is a keyword so you have to understand as to what is the first objective of having an audit module embedded to the online application system so even in the isaka q and a if you see there will be justification given for the wrong options yeah so read through that two one you will know as to why you have gone wrong second is that there can be a new concept that you can understand from the justification yeah so the answer to this is a not c the audit module collects data on transactions that may help identify fraudulent transaction but does not identify um uh, the actual fraudulent transaction so it collects the data on the transaction so what the embedded audit module what is embed means embed means for example a diamond is embedded in your ring what does it mean it is embedded right it is um, it is there that is uh, dig into your ring that is what is embedding so you have an application in which a part of it your audit audit software is installed as part of it but what the audit module does it collects data it doesn't stops or finds a fraudulent transaction so based on the criteria that is given for example you said an audit module saying any transaction or payment above 1 lakh please keep a log of it that is how you said the audit module what it does it collects the data yeah it doesn't prevent any fraudulent transaction or uh, collects any fraudulent transaction it picks up transaction which can be fraudulent or not so a is the primary objective embedding a module for continuous auditing within an application processing a large number of transactions provides timely collection of audit evidence during the processing and is a primary objective continuous auditing approach allows the is auditor to monitor system reliability on con continuous basis to gather selective audit evidence through the computer so a is the right answer so people have answered it c now you will have the justification as to wh what go went wrong with you or where you understood the concept wrong yeah so that's how it has to go so you have to attempt wrong read the justification then find okay acha this is the data then how will i proceed first so a is the right answer for this question question number 3 an is auditor discovers a potential material finding the best course of action is to report the potential finding to business management and include an audit report discuss the potential finding with audit committee increase the scope of an audit perform additional testing so it is a discovers a potential material finding there could be see after the finding you can collect additional evidence and say okay there was a potential material finding which i thought there can be a material finding but i haven't find it yet right so what if the management if you go to the management and tell that there is a potential material finding they will ask you for the evidence right it is only potential it may or may not happen but why is that you bringing to me when you 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 yourself are not clear with it 
yeah whether it is a material finding yeah so before you do that the action the auditor has to do is perform an additional testing why do you perform an additional testing to collect evidences and to confirm on your finding so after you do an additional testing you might find that it might be it is really a material finding after you find that it is a potential i mean it is a material finding then you discuss with the management included it as part of the audit report yeah so that's how you have to justify yourself not discussing with the potential finding with the audit committee why is that so auditor never reports to an audit committee they discuss with the audit committee but the final decision is discussed with the board of directors or the senior management increase the scope of audit not um, i mean not as per the law it is against the law you cannot increase the scope of finding just to understand that you have a potential material finding it is again you have to follow the audit charter the scope uh, where it is defined so here the right answer is d question number 4 an is auditor is reviewing a project risk assessment and notices that overall risk level is high due to confidentiality requir uh, requirements which of the following types of risk is normally high due to number of users and business areas the project may affect control risk compliance risk inherent risk residual risk c is the right answer for this question which is inherent risk so inherent risk is what risk that is already present yeah risk that is already available inherent is that is already available or that is already present so it is as such a business risk for an inherent risk you have applied some control so you had an inherent risk you have now applied some controls but the control is not effective enough yeah it is ineffective you have said that you cannot have a laptop just open you have to have a password that is what is the inherent risk is that if you just leave a laptop without a password it is inherent that you make a make it more vulnerable yeah that is inherent risk that is available but what you have to do to protect it you have to apply control what is a control that you have you should have a password for a laptop that is what is a control that you place yeah so that is a control risk but what you have you set a default password for all the systems yeah password at 23 is the default password for all the labs so now control is available password is available but it is a weaker password so control is not effective enough in that case it is a control risk yeah so that is what is inherent risk control risk compliance risk you are not complying with a specific law or a policy that is a compliance risk residual risk after applying all the controls you have a residue portion which is a left out portion not worth it applying any controls because the risk is very low or the impact is very low that is what is called as a residual risk so as i told all the four options you should be clear with the concept to finalize on the right answer yeah so here c is the right answer so while performing an audit of accounting application integrity the internal in data integrity controls the is auditor identifies that a major control deficiency in the change management software supporting the accounting application the most appropriate action the is auditor is to take is to i mean the most appropriate action for the auditor is to take continue to test the accounting application 
controls and inform the IT manager about the control deficiency and recommend possible solution. Complete the audit and not to report the control deficiency because it is not part of the audit scope. Continue to test the accounting application control and include the deficiency in the final report. Cease all the audit activity until the final uh, um, until the control deficiency is resolved. C is the right answer, not A. Why not A? Continue the testing of accounting applications is right, but inform the IT manager about the control deficiency and recommend possible solution is not the role of an auditor. Why is that an auditor going to inform an IT manager? It might be a role of an internal audit department or a senior management. So what the auditor does, auditor reports to the senior management, senior management in turn uh, asks the IT manager to check on the control deficiency. That is a hierarchy. The IT manager or the IS auditor cannot directly go and tell an IT manager that this has control deficiency is there and he cannot recommend that is against the uh, standards of um, um, I mean Asaka as to how an IS auditor should function in an organization so a is not the right answer C is the right answer So after final investigation, an IS auditor have reasons to believe that fraud may be present. Uh, the IS auditor should expand expand the activities to determine whether uh, uh, investigation is warranted. Report the matter to the audit committee. Report uh, to the possible or possibility of fraud to management. Consult with external legal counsel to determine the course uh, of action to be taken. So auditor, when he sees that there is a reason to believe that this is a fraud, can expand the activities to determine whether investigation is warranted. So to that extent, the auditor can stop whether there is a further investigation that is required. After that, investigating on further fraud is not required. Yeah. So as an auditor, he has to expand the activities to determine whether an investigation or formal investigation is warranted. So A is the right answer. During an audit, IS auditor notices that IT department of a medium-sized organization has no separate risk management function. And the organization's risk management document only contains a few broadly descri described types of IT risk, which is the most appropriate recommendation in this solution. So, or in this situation. So, they are asking IS auditor to give a recommended solution. Create an IT risk management department and establish an IT framework with the aid of external management experts. Use commonly industry standards aid to divide the existing risk documentation into several industry individual types of risk which will be easier to handle no recommendation is necessary because the current approach is appropriate for a medium-sized organization establish the regular it risk management meetings to identify and assess the risk and create a mitigation plan as input to the organization's risk management
D is the right answer, not A. Why it is not A? They have mentioned that it is already a medium-sized organization. Yeah, if they are able to have a separate IT management department and establish an IT framework, that wouldn't come to the picture. They are saying that I am already a startup. Yeah, or I am already a medium-sized organization, not able to cope up with other uh, costs. So I cannot have a separate department to maintain a spare risk management. So what is the best practice? So you cannot avoid totally, as well as you cannot have a uh, separate department. So what is a mediocre solution? So establish a regular IT meeting. You keep on insisting on the IT meeting that you can have for discussing on the risk scenarios and you identify the risk, assess the risk, then you create a proper mitigation plan for it with the available people or available resources. That is a suitable option for a medium sized organization. So D is the recommendation that the auditor can give being considering that it is a medium sized organization. Yeah, so D is the right answer. Which of the following represents the greatest potential risk in an electronic data interchange environment, EDI? So lack of transaction authorization, loss or duplication of EDI transmission, transmission delay, deletion or manipulation of transactions prior to or after establishment of application controls. So for this, you have to understand how the EDI actually functions. So now you understood that what is EDI? What was avoiding? What was there in traditional EDI? Traditional EDI is paper-based where you have to type an invoice, send that invoice, a player has to receive, then you have to enter that into his system. There was a manual intervention and people are involved. But now in EDI, what happens in a click of a button, the uh, purchase order is placed and at a click of a button, invoice is received, right? So which is working together at the both ends? It is machines that work. Yeah, there is a system here. There is a system there. Machines work to each other. Yeah, not people are not involved. So it lacks transaction organization. Just by clicking of a button, it throws off. So there can be, it can be a potential uh, risk of EDI because people are not involved. You should have proper authorization in place. Not everyone should be able to log into EDI. There should be specific authorization to log into EDI because on a click of a button, the transaction is actually started or transmitted, right? So the lack of transaction authorization can be a potential risk of an EDI environment. How do you control that is by having the EDI controls in place. So A is, so A is the right answer for this question. An IS auditor analyzing the audit log of database management system finds that trans some transactions were partially executed as a result of an error and have not been rolled back. Which of the following transaction processing feature has been violated? Consistency, isolation, durability, automacity. So what is this concept behind this? Asset principle is the concept behind this, which is part of domain three. Okay, so what is the principle behind the asset principle? It stands for a concept. This asset principle is the pillar as you have a confidentiality, integrity, availability for information security as the pillar. Asset principle is the four pillar for data integrity. 
yeah what does that mean acid principle what a stands for atomicity yeah take an example of an atm that you go and draw your money out of it right how the acid principle works the data gets updated there as well right and the database is maintained you go to a atm you put in your card right it says that uh, you are not able to uh, log in because your card has have a expiry date it a card has expired right what it gets back then transaction is not completed it is it doesn't stop so either it allows you to proceed further or it gives or flashes a warning that this is not done there is nothing in between right that is what it means as some transactions were partially executed as a result of an error and have not rolled back so it has violated what principle atomicity atomicity is that either a transaction should proceed further or it should stop for some reason and the reason should be given back that is what is atomicity principle if that is not happening then the atomicity principle is getting violated what is consistency it is consistent enough there is no lag it is synchronous as i told you go to an atm draw 1000 rupees go to the nearby bank put get your bank statement will the 1000 get reflected in your bank that is what is called as data integrity there is no lag in between yeah you do that instantly it will get reflected in your bank statement that is what is called as consistency there is no lag there is no modification in between there is no deletion in between the data integrity accuracy and completeness is maintained that is what is called consistency what is isolation each transaction is separated to each other not clubbed together it it is isolated to each other you make a withdrawal of 1000 rupees you deposit 1000 rupees won't the both get reflected in your bank statement right because that is a separate transaction this is a separate transaction both gets separately disclosed in your statement or considered as separate transaction so there is isolation not mixed up or clubbed together that is what is called isolation principle what is durability once the transaction is completed either successful or not successful you it flashes an acknowledgement to the customer that the transaction is complete right that is what is called durability principle so you have to understood the entire principle to answer this question which is very important so the answer to this question is atomicity tenth question so which of the following acts of decoy to detect anti active internet attacks honeypots firewall trap doors and traffic analysis yeah so what is the role of a honeypot honeypot by the name as it suggests right so the honeypot is that when honeypot is a system yeah honeypot is basically a system what it does when there is an attack right it instead of dive instead of sending it to the server it diverts that to the uh false files or diverts it from the original server and shows the other files to make it to allow it to create an attack right so what it does when it allows to create an attack it understands many things from which ip address they are trying to attack so with the nature of the attacker all these uh, details are captured by the honeypot by diverting the attacker or the internet attack to another file which is not a critical file that is the role of a honeypot yeah so a collection of honeypot is called as a honey net yeah honeypot is uh, trying to create a trap for the attackers yeah so that they fall prey for it uh, but actually it is not like attacking an actual server it has got actually diverted to a different server or a different file so that is the role of a honeypot so a is the right answer
the most likely explanation for a successful social engineering attack is that computers make logical errors people make judgment errors computer knowledge of the attackers technical sophistication of the attack method so social engineering attack is predominantly playing with human minds yeah so that is what is called as a social engineering attack because people are involved in it because of lack of awareness training or lack of awareness related to security policies and procedure so people make judgment errors people are tricked yeah so that is the right answer the keyword is social engineering attack where people are involved so b is the right answer to optimize an organization's bcp is auditor should recommend conducting a business impact analysis bia in order to determine a business process that generate the most financial value for the organization and therefore must be recovered first the priority is in order for recovery to ensure alignment with organization strategy the business process that must be recovered from a disaster to ensure organization survival the priorities of order of recovery which will recover the greatest number of systems in a shorter time frame okay the priority is an order of recovery which will recover greatest system in a shorter time frame is that a requirement of a bcp the business process generate generate the most financial value of an organization financial value is a part of it yeah some might not be adding any financial value but it is of a greatest process for organization yeah financial value is one part of it not the entire part of it not a not d why not b and c c is the right answer for this question priorities for order of recovery to ensure alignment with organization strategy is part of rpo and rto priority for order of recovery yeah recovery point objective recovery time objective not conducting a bia bia is what you are identifying what are the various processes in the organization which is a critical process to be continued at the time of a disaster to ensure that the organization is able to survive right identifying like i have 1000 process out of which only 40 is very major unless otherwise i perform that 40 i cannot survive as a business right so that is the critical process identifying the critical process and planning your bcp accordingly is recommending a bia so bia is order to the business process that must be recovered following a disaster to ensure the organization's survival which is like identifying the critical processes so c is the right answer for this question so understand the question read auditor is recommending a business impact analysis and what bia should suggest is how you have to read the question so c is the right answer so during an audit of bcp is auditor uh, Uh, IS auditor found that although all the departments were housed in the same building, each department has a separate BCP. The IS auditor recommend that BCPs are reconciled first. Which of the following areas should be reconciled first? Evacuation plan, recovery priorities, backup storage, call trees. you and me or the employees of the organization or other people who are involved in the organization are to be 
recovered first so priority is given to people but in the exam hall seeing that question first you will not realize that evacuation plan relates to people right as i told right do you do you think i don't know english that is what you that is immediate reaction on seeing the first line right read plain reading of question yeah english is a language i can understand but how will you relate that evacuation relates to people right that's where it evacuation relates to people is what you have to think in the time of an examination but which will not immediately spark in the temper that you are in right so human are the first assets to be recovered first so in that case evacuation plan which relates to people is the first thing that needs to be reconciled or prioritized so a is the right answer for this question others come as recovery priorities is the next thing then on backup storages then on call tree those comes next so a is the right answer as part of business continuity planning process which of the following should be identified first in the business impact analysis organizations risk such as single point failure and infrastructure risk threats to critical process critical business process for ascertaining the priority for recovery resources required for resumption of business what is the first thing to be identified as part of business impact analysis what are the various critical business process for ascertaining the priority for recovery that is the objective of conducting a business impact analysis what are the various process which is of higher priority which will have impact on the business so c is the right answer not threat threat this is called as a threat analysis yeah c is the right answer yeah so that is what i have so there is i have i am done so keep preparing please let me know for any stopper or anywhere where you are stuck you need some support or anything yeah as i tell i am always available till you at, uh, start attempting the examination yeah yeah thanks everyone and all the best